live and local every weekday with 10,000 watts of total power on WKKX and WVLY. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Walking in the sunshine, sing a little sunshine song. Put a smile upon your face as if there's nothing wrong. Think about a good time had a long time ago. Think about forgetting about your worries and your woes. Walking in the sunshine, sing a little sunshine song. We always want you to walk in sunshine while you're listening to the Watchdog Morning Show. We bring sunshine wherever we go. Bob and I are like the sunshine of your life. You ought to call us the Sunshine Boys. We could be the Sunshine Boys. Who was that? George Burns? And we're not that old yet, but George we're, Burns we're getting and there. somebody yeah. else. Yeah. I think it was Walter uh, Matthau, maybe. Well, it might have been might have been George Burns, Walter Matthau. Yeah, the Sunshine Boys. Uh, yeah, no, maybe. Let's do something else. Not that, well, we got the good old boys. We got the Pine Room Boys. And now the Sunshine Boys. Boys, boys, boys. Next thing, you know what? We've got to be careful. Next thing you know, we'll be in trouble for... Not treating women as well. We've got too many, too, boys. too many boys. Too many boys. Too many boys. Nine ten of the morning here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Uh, you won't be walking in sunshine right now, but you likely will be later in the day. It's going to be overcast for a while, then gradual clearing with some sunshine coming in this, this afternoon. Daytime high of 65, clear down to around 40 tonight. Mid-60s through the rest of the week with a chance of rain beginning tomorrow and continuing every day. Uh, and then it'll turn sunny on Veterans Day. Uh, and temperatures begin to drop into the 50s after on Friday. 63 at the Wheeling, Ohio County Airport. 62 degrees at the Highlands. 60 at my home studios in Elm Grove. And 62 degrees here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios, downtown Wheeling, in the heart of the Ohio Valley. A um, couple of things that I just want to put on the table for you. Wheeling Council tonight is going to revisit that issue of the uh, camping ban, uh, the anti-homeless, if you will, ban. Um, that'll be coming up again tonight. Council last month heard first reading of this ordinance to prohibit any kind of camping, sleeping overnight, if you will, on public property anywhere in the city of Wheeling, designed to keep the homeless away, but it's sort of a universal ban. Um and several council members have said they want to modify this a little bit by having one managed homeless camp. I still, I am in favor of that amendment. I do not exactly understand how the managed camp will work, and I think they should put that into the amendment. But tonight, Wheeling Council does vote on that. As it came to them a month ago, public camping ban, there will likely be an amendment made on council floor to create this managed camp. And maybe we'll learn more about that tonight, and then we will hopefully have a chance to uh, talk about it a bit more tomorrow. Also tonight, council is well, not council, the finance committee is expected to talk about a hundred thousand dollar allocation for the Life Hub. This would be, I believe, the first city money that will go into the Life Hub that's being proposed. Um, I think this is specifically for their winter freeze shelter operations, but I'm not sure. So again, this is all coming up at council tonight, and we will have. More to talk about that uh, tomorrow morning after the whole thing happens. And, Howard, it was right around this time last week that we had the big fire on 16th Street, and that building is down 
Do you think we'll hear anything about the investigation on what they concluded started the fire? Or once the building come down, you can't really investigate it anymore, can well, you? Well, yeah, the building was down before the day was over. Um, so it can't be a really big investigation, yeah, I wouldn't I mean, think. I, I'm not an arson investigator, but I think you got to have a building to investigate how they got started. I, I, so I mean, the answer is I don't know. Um, but that building came by, by afternoon. The fire was in the morning, and by afternoon, that building was nothing but a pile of rubble and still was as of yesterday. They haven't moved the rubble away, and I don't know if they can do any investigating there or not. Uh, it is something I'll have to ask about. I'll see if I can get some information about if they have any idea what happened. Again, I think we, you, I, McCabe, unfairly speculated on Friday that, oh, this probably was the homeless. It may be, but I think we were acting like that was a guarantee. And well, I think, I think what's a guarantee, it was man-made. We didn't have to worry about a shortage of electricity, or I don't think it, it, there was any lightning that night. I think yeah. it, it pretty much you can conclude that a man or woman started that fire. Yeah, I, I don't disagree, but I, I just I think we were we were all, and again, McCabe, I mean, you know, we're news people, and we all were really jumping to a conclusion and acting as if it was fact on Friday, and I feel we kind of went overboard there. But, but anyways, more homeless talk tonight, Wheeling City Council. I'm going to guess. I haven't seen the agenda. I suspect there are a lot of people who are going to speak out again about the homeless issue um, after the meeting or at the end of the meeting. So we will follow up on all of that tomorrow here on the Watchdog Morning Show. And the deer hunt began at Ogilvy yesterday. I expected that the news stories would come out about this. I expected we'd see some pictures on Facebook about this. Nothing. I haven't seen or heard anything about day number one of the deer hunt. No, and I don't know exactly how how close you can get to the area to maybe observe a little bit. You think you could get up one of those hills with some binoculars, Howard, maybe get an idea, but I don't know. I, I mean, I, you know, I wasn't expecting anyone to be up in the tree stand with the the bow boys but still i thought we'd see see them something. Yeah. But um, for their safety you got to keep everybody away i think what'll be interesting if they share with us how successful it was how many deer were actually killed and if they decide to to try to find out if these deer were diseased or not i yes the last part in particular a facebook post yesterday did raise a question for me about this which i hadn't thought about 20 archers were selected. Each can take three deer. 60 deer. Does that really thin the herd? Well, that'd be that field. I would say my days up there looking when that field was full of bucks, young and doe, probably 60 to 75. So I think that would just about wipe out that whole herd that, that just kind of hangs out in that field. They're all, they are required to take one buck. You can, you have to take at least one buck uh, to help prevent reproduction. But I don't know. It was, a good, it was a question that someone asked on Facebook, and I got thinking, well, that's interesting. Is 60 enough? I mean, I don't know what the total number of uh, deer they have in the park is, but it's 40 times what it's supposed to be. That's what they said. I don't know. I, I, I mean, just quite literally, I don't know. And these deer uh, are not stupid. They will figure out what's what's going on. That's why with the bow and arrow, it's a slower process. When they maybe figure out what's going on, they might not be successful with their numbers because the deer just have figured out what's going on. Exactly. Well, we will talk more about that as we learn more about the deer. I thought we'd have more to talk about today because I thought some, I didn't expect necessarily the park to say anything, but I figured some of the folks who are protesting this would be up with cameras and checking around and so on. 
All right, I've kept John Deskins waiting too long. We'll get to him coming up next. Take a look at the economy here in the Upper Ohio Valley. That's next on the Watchdog Morning Show. Need a new suit? Looking for a good book? Searching for a unique gift? The Ohio Valley's premier shopping choice is the Highlands. Find jewelry, hot new tech, arts and crafts, over two dozen stores to visit. From Walmart and Target to Cabela's, Menards, Kohl's, and Old Navy. Plan a day out of shopping, dining, and entertainment at the Highlands. At the top of the hill off I-70. See it all online at hitthehighlands.com. Join us for Naylor's Military Appreciation Weekend. Start off with Frosty Friday and $2 beers, November 10th. Then, on Saturday, honor all who have served at Military Appreciation Night with discounted tickets and a free fountain drink for Military with ID, Oath of Enlistment, and Specialty Jerseys. Both games 710. Finish with Screen Time Sunday and Post Game Skate. One lucky fan wins a free TV. Call 304-234-GOLD or go to wheelingnailers.com. Hey, Mountaineer Nation, this is Josh Eilert, head coach of your West Virginia men's basketball team. Be sure to join Tony Creedy and I, along with several Mountaineer players and other special guests, each week at Kegler Sports Bar and Grill for the most comprehensive Mountaineer basketball coverage you can find. Come on down to Kegler's each week for the Josh Eilert Show from 6 to 8 p.m. or join us on your hometown MSN radio affiliate on the Mountaineer Sports Network. Save big money in all your home and small business needs at Menards. Plus, get 11% off everything. We carry a variety of electronic devices that will help make your life easier, like a VTech cordless phone system with digital answering and caller ID. Right now, pick up a VTech answering system with two cordless phones for just $39.95 after 11% off. Good through November 12th. Savings are a mail-in rebate. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Save big money at Menards. Information, interviews, debates, and discussion, plus an occasional rant with Bob Slider behind the board. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Arizona, your rainbow shades. It's amazing, sir, how many songs feature states in their title, right? There's more than uh, more than fifty. Yeah, probably. I mean, you got to you got to figure out. Well, do I want this one? I want that one. Uh. Uh, our bumper music theme of the day today is states. This is the bumper music of the states. Arizona. 918 Watchdog Morning Show. John Deskins is the director of the WVU Bureau of Business and Economic Research and spends most of his time looking at numbers and looking out into the world and analyzing what's happening in the economic structure of the upper Ohio Valley in the lower part of the state and so on. And then every once in a while he deigns. He deigns to come with an economic outlook for the regions and <laughs> presents them to the public. And I ask him to come here and join us today as well. John, good morning. Welcome to the show. Howard, good morning. Thanks for having me. And let me say, don't worry about keeping me on hold because I actually really enjoyed that bit about the deer at Ogilvy. I thought that was really interesting. Well, I'm. We're all. It's uh, been a big issue up here. Um, we'll see how many deer get killed and whether there are any problems from it i you know there's the, the 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 regulations have what you're supposed to do if you don't kill the deer but only wound it and it runs off in somebody else's yard i heard none of that yesterday so i i am behind this idea i just hope it works out works out well yeah. john well, it's new to me but i thought it was interesting it anyway. is you um I, i'm sort of joking you know your your job is to kind of just 
uh, look at the numbers, look at the world, figure out what's happening economically, uh, see where we are and where we are going, and then present it from time to time to the public. Here in the upper Ohio Valley, we're in Ohio County specifically, Ohio, Marshall County, but the region, are we on the upswing, the downswing? What's your, where are we to begin with? And then I'll ask you where we're going. Let me give you a little bit of national context before I answer that, if you don't mind. Sure. You know, when you listen to my forecast numbers this year, you have to keep in mind that, you know, inflation has been the big problem. And in response to that, the Fed, as everyone knows, has raised interest rates very aggressively since March of last year. Over a year and a half here, we've seen the most aggressive interest rate uh, increase campaign that we've seen ever. The last time the Fed raised rates in, in a way that was maybe similar to this, at least, it led to a severe recession. The point is, economic forecasters are placing 50%, in some cases, even higher probability of recession nationally. So my point is we have severe headwinds. So to get to my forecast, I think West Virginia is going to be able to avoid recession and basically remain stable over the coming five years. That's not as good as rapid, strong growth, but it's a heck of a lot better than falling into a severe recession. So status quo is, 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 is what we're looking at? That's what I expect. That's what the forecast calls for. Uh, but but I'll, I'll, I want you to remember, that's in response to uh, these strong headwinds, massive interest rate increases. You know, I, I always joke here on the show, people ask me, Howard, how are you feeling? Because I have a lot of medical issues. And I always say, my doctor, I, my, I have one doctor who I really like, and her answer always is, hey, you could be worse. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of what I'm saying. We so that's kind of what you're saying, right? You, it could be worse, right? It absolutely could be. And if we get through this series of interest rate increases without a recession, that's not a bad outcome. Uh, again, because we haven't seen rates increase this aggressively ever over, over such a short period of time. Here in the local area, I'll ask about Ohio County in particular, and you broaden it beyond that if you want to. What are the economic high points? I mean, what's, what's working for us as you've looked at the numbers? Well, in the report that I issued that I presented a couple weeks ago, I looked at Ohio, Marshall, Belmont, and Wetzel specifically. Good. Um, and Ohio is clearly the strongest county out of those four. Um, and we do actually expect a little bit of growth in Ohio County over the coming five years. Not a lot, but we do expect that county in particular to grow a little bit. Uh, but the county is one of the highest income counties in the state, and uh, it's got a higher labor participation rate uh, than the state. It has a strong labor market, a low unemployment rate uh, in line with the state generally. Um, so, and, you know, it's, it's got a lot of it's got a more urban type core. It has some uh, strengths to build on. So um, industry is what we have. Uh, we're, we're seeing a little a, a little resurgence of industry as opposed to the decline we saw from before. Well, I mean, again, I'm talking about a slow rate. That well, didn't sa- that well did not sound like that was <laughs> like you. Well, like I, I was right on that. <laughs> I mean, we're talking about rates of growth over the coming five years that are like 0.1 or 0.2 percent uh, growth per year. So I wouldn't quite use the word resurgence right now mm-hmm. uh, with the rate of growth that we're talking about. But yeah, we're looking at growth in industry. We're looking at growth in uh, you know healthcare, which is of course strong and important in the area. Um, and in a few other areas as well. Energy, uh, we, we, we expect uh, energy jobs to actually grow a little bit. Um, 
so you know, not not rapid uh, off the charts growth in any particular area to point to, though. John, a couple of years ago, it might be several years ago, I've reached that age where years (laughs) flow together. I don't know if it was one of your reports or another study done here in the Upper Ohio Valley had said something along the lines of the only glimmer you have for the future is the cracker plant over in Belmont County, which would then resurge this area. I'm of the belief that cracker plant is never coming uh, is that how do you feel about that? Well, I've never said that was the only glimmer of hope, so that was probably a different report. Okay, but I, well I did actually, I, I did place a lot of hope on that. I thought that if that cracker plant came in and enabled downstream, you know, chemicals, plastics, manufacturing activity, I thought that would have been a great boost to the area. Uh, but I've, I'm with you, I've been uh, so disappointed that the cracker plant has just been. You know, nothing. It's gone silent for, what, four or five years now. Um, so, you know, I, I think it's still a good thing that the cracker plant in Beaver County, Pennsylvania, is up and running now. And I still have some hope that's going to lead to development of that industry over the long term. But clearly nothing's happening, uh, you know, in the near term there. Did the gas industry, has it done what we thought it would do when they first began to uh, frack here in the local area? Well, it depends on who we mean by we. I mean, it okay. has created some. Jo- <laughs> I, I mean, it, it has created some jobs. It has created some tax revenue. It certainly created economic output. But you have to remember, natural gas. If you're just talking about drilling and exporting raw natural gas, it's not very labor intensive. Mm, there aren't right. very many workers tied to, uh, you know, a well once the drilling has been completed. In the it's well not like a coal mining. It's not like coal mining. Well, coal mining is actually not very labor-intensive either. Anymore. Yeah, okay, yeah not, not anymore. I mean, coal mining is more labor-intensive than gas, but both of those sectors are actually very capital-intensive sectors. Uh, I mean, it's nothing like, you know, retail or, or leisure and hospitality where you see a lot of workers relative to the output. But So some people probably did think that gas would truly just transform the region, uh, but that just hasn't happened, and I really wouldn't expect that to happen given the – the capital intensity there, the, the small number of workers required. In the beginning of the gas boom um, here in the upper Ohio Valley, y- you could see signs of it almost every day. And some people complained about it. You know, we saw the trucks going up and down and the, the water trucks and the sandboxes. And, and, and uh, you know, it was a, the roads were, you know, being cracked up because of all the work that was being done. But that was the construction phase, the preparation phase, the, the, the preparing the well phase. We have now, I think, have moved in, in as a general comment, into the operational phase, and that is a much less, as you point out, labor-intensive, and therefore, and we don't see it very much. We don't see this activity the way we did, what, seven, eight years ago, I guess? Yeah, absolutely. I certainly think that's right, that we're in the operational phase. But, but even aside from that, even over the last te- 10 years, technology has still continued to to uh, progress tremendously, and and one gas one gas well still produces so much more output now than it did even ten years ago. Certainly more than it did twenty or thirty years ago. So so even though output's still high and still growing, uh, it's not as tied to as many wells per unit of output. Mm-hmm. Uh, talking to John Deskins from the WVU uh, Bureau of Economic and Business Research this morning, John. Um, one of the things I hear at the national level talked about a lot, and I know that it's an issue in West Virginia, 
is uh, workforce participation, the number of people that we get into the workforce. Is that a concern? That's absolutely a concern. That's something that I preach about day in and day out. Um, as, as you heard me say before, unemployment isn't the problem in our state. Unemployment is really low. But unemployment captures, among everyone who wants to work, how many people have a job versus how many people are looking. Labor force participation captures, among the entire adult population, how many people want to work in the first place. And that's where West Virginia ranks 50th among the states. Uh, and I think it's our number one economic development challenge. I don't think we're ever going to be able to achieve the prosperity we hope for unless we can get more of our people in the workforce. Um, I know people sometimes get tired of hearing me talk about this, but I am going to continue to talk about it until we are, at least until we get into 49th place. We remain at 50th. <laughs> what a goal to achieve. We just get up to 49. I, but no, I, I, hear what, I hear what you're saying. <laughs> well, why are we, why are we in 50th place? What's the problem here? I think it's, uh, you know, broad. It's, it's not an easy solution, but I think some of the big problems relate to human capital. I think, um, we have poor health outcomes that mm -hmm. keeps people out of the workforce. We have a severe drug abuse problem, worst in the country, that keeps people out of the workforce. And in many ways, our education and training outcomes, our workforce preparedness, lag the nation. And so uh, we have a lot of people who want to work, but they don't have the right job skills, so they're not even out looking for work because they know their job skills are lacking. Uh, and there are other issues, too. I'm going to speak at a panel here this month on uh, access to child care or lack thereof. And I think that's a, another another reason, for example, in many rural parts of the state. We, we have talked a lot about childcare on this show. We just talked about it last week. And I often point out that those of us who don't have a problem don't see a problem with childcare. You know, uh, when my kids were kids, my parents watched them. My kids live down the street from me and they bring their kids here and we're, we're childcare, granddad and grandma are childcare. Why, I don't see a problem, what's the problem? Um, but but if you if you're not in that situation, you realize that childcare is both not easily available and can be very expensive, and it can be the single biggest impediment. I'm I, I'm lecturing. I shouldn't. I should ask you questions. But uh, it, it can be the single biggest impediment to somebody getting a job. No, no, it absolutely is. We have uh, a lot of stay-at-home moms or a lot of stay-at-home dads who people who would like to work. Uh, but they're not able to because there is just no option available whatsoever in a rural part of the state. Or uh, the cost of child care takes up everything they would make anyway, so there's no point in it. Uh, so I, I think that's just, you know, another piece of the puzzle. But overall, workforce participation is a very complicated and multifaceted issue. And, and health concerns, you mentioned the drug issue, which we kind of focus on a lot from time to time, and then it kind of fades into the background. I mean, we have a gigantic drug problem in this state. Uh, I, we, everybody knows it somewhere in their head, and sometimes it hits the front burner, and a lot of times it's on our back burner. Uh, but that's, that's a gigantic problem as well. The drug overdose death rate in West Virginia is highest in the nation. In our rate, the, the rate is expressed as deaths per 100,000 people. Our rate is almost three times the, the state average across the country. Uh, it's, it's off the charts. And, um, I mean, it's a sad and heartbreaking problem in so many ways. And, but I'm just thinking about it purely from an economic development standpoint. If a business is trying to come to West Virginia or, or considering coming to West Virginia, and if they start doing, you know, exploratory analysis, drug testing, 
They find a lot of people can't pass a drug test. That keeps businesses away. That's that's one one outcome associated with this problem, not to mention all the human suffering that, that ties to the problem. It's it's a major challenge, and I wish we could make some headway on it. It is, first and foremost, a human challenge, as you point out. It is a sad story for people who are uh, have drug addiction. But it is also an economic problem. It is a serious economic problem. It's a drawdown on our economy. Um, the phrase that you hear all the time, and we say it so often, it sounds like a cliché, uh, businesses coming in and looking to relocate here are looking, among other things, for an educated, drug-free workforce. And mm -hmm. we need to be working harder to provide both of those things, the proper education and skill sets, and a, uh, moving more and more towards being able to be drug-free. Absolutely. Um I mean, I, I don't have any disagreements on it. I think you and I are on the same page in so many ways. But uh, that's why I stress these issues constantly when I give speeches. John, let's before I let you go, uh, give me some good news. What's what's good on the horizon? What about this hydrogen hub I hear about? Is that is that is that a uh, a positive thing coming for the state? No, people supporting we, it are talking about what a what a big boon this is going to be. We absolutely have good news. If you look at the news from the economic development or from the Department of Economic Development, they have achieved a lot in the last few years mm -hmm. in terms of Nucor, in terms of form, in terms of five other or ten other you know strong uh, you know high employing companies that they're attracting to West Virginia. I, I praise what they do. I'm personal friends with them. I think they're doing a good job. But I will say that the the good news that they have been able to achieve is all very concentrated geographically. Uh, the fact of the matter is we have a few counties that are doing well, moving in the right direction, having momentum, but we still have about 40 or 45 counties that are largely stagnant. Uh, but they have achieved a lot, uh, and, and that gives us something to build off of. Uh, on the hydrogen hub, I think that's fantastic news, but uh, a lot of the details haven't been released right. yet, and, and that's not going to happen this year or next year. That's relatively a uh, long time in the future. But it's absolutely good news and encouraging news. So what should um, local, whether local as in Wheeling, Ohio County, Marshall County, or local as in any place, how should local officials be eyeing up uh, economic development in their areas? And what should and could they be doing to, to help spur it or to help make things better for the people? Oh boy, that's it's a pretty wide. Right, that's a pretty widespread question. <laughs> yeah, but I'm, I mean, there is no silver bullet. There's nothing we can just do to fix all of our problems overnight. Uh, they have to have a mindset that's oriented around making West Virginia attractive to potential businesses and to potential uh, residents, people who move here. Uh, so they have to focus on these issues around human capital. They have to focus on uh, good infrastructure for businesses. They have to focus on site development. They have to focus on making sure that there aren't unreasonable barriers up against business development or entrepreneurship development. Uh, you know, these the job these people have in front of them is not an easy job. That's one reason why I'm not running for office. It's a hard <laughs> job because there's a lot of stuff uh, at play there. Do we, as a general comment, need to be thinking about doing things differently? I hate to, hate to use that outside-the-box phrase, but if we do what we've always done, we'll get what we've always had? Well, I don't want to make a across-the-board statement because there's a lot of subtlety there, but, but certainly in terms of these issues like improving health outcomes and improving drug abuse outcomes, uh, you know, something that we're doing is not right. 
because we haven't. I've been working here for ten, going on eleven years now, and we haven't made any progress, uh, frankly, on the health and drug abuse situation. So we need to be doing something different. I don't know what that is. Uh, but it's certainly an area that deserves focus. Yeah, I, I guess uh, in my head what I'm thinking is, you know, we're always talking about let's give tax breaks or let's give tax incentives, and those things have value or don't have value. I don't want to argue that point, but we tend to think in terms of that dollars and cents as a way to attract businesses, and I sometimes think maybe, to use your examples, uh, dealing with recognizing that a drug-free workforce, recognizing that a healthier uh, citizenry might in and of itself be an incentive as well. Absolutely. It, it, this is this is we've got to look at the complete picture. And I'm not against tax incentives or, or other uh, public policy parameter tweaks that might encourage businesses. As a matter of fact, I've advised in favor of those in some cases. But but you have to think holistically across the entire spectrum. Uh, that's that's where the complexity comes from. I, I, one thing that turns me off is when I hear somebody who thinks that, oh, if we tweak this tax policy parameter, then that's going to fix everything. And we don't need to worry about health and drug abuse and education and infrastructure. Uh, Everything has to come together. John, I appreciate your time this morning. Always good talking to you. I like the insight you bring us and uh, the work that you do. And uh, we'll keep in touch as time goes by, and uh, and you'll be back again soon, I hope. Appreciate it. Thanks very much. Always enjoy talking to you. Give me a shout anytime. Always happy to come on. All right. Thank you, John. I appreciate it. Have yourself a great day. John Deskins is the uh, director of the, uh, B- uh, the Bureau of Business and Economic Research at WVU. He does these economic outlooks all around the state. You'll follow Metro News. You'll see that he does one for the Charleston area, the Panhandle, Eastern Panhandle, uh, North Central, West Virginia. He was here in town a couple weeks ago uh, presenting some of what he had talked about here uh, today. And he's a pretty sharp guy. And what I like about him is he doesn't just roll up with the – standard line. He tells you what he thinks needs to be done, which I think is good. All right, so 938, 22 till the hour. I'll tell you who's good. It's Taylor Long. She's good, and she's here right now. Good Tuesday morning, everyone. I'm Taylor Long with your 7 News headlines on this November the 7th. Fork Ridge Road has reopened this morning following a two-vehicle collision where four air medical units responded. Marshall County Sheriff Bill Helms told 7 News that the accident involved a pickup truck and a sedan. It happened in the area of 5676 Fork Ridge Road. There was one person in the truck and five in the sedan. Four were flown to Ruby Memorial Hospital in Morgantown and one was flown to Reynolds Memorial. We do not know how serious the injuries were. Sheriff Helms says the police are investigating now and they intend to get a search warrant for the dash cam in one of the vehicles. Stay with 7 News for updates. 7 News is your local election headquarters. Polls are opening in just over an hour for the Ohio election. Issues 1 and 2 will be a big part of the ballot. Issue 1 would enshrine the right to an abortion in Ohio. Those against it say the proposed amendment goes too far, while those for it say current laws are too extreme. And issue 2 would make marijuana legal for Ohioans 21 and over. Advocates say it would be treated just like alcohol in the state, but some state officials say it's more complicated than that. And polling locations will be opening at 6.30 this morning until 7.30 tonight. You must bring a valid photo ID to the polls to vote, such as an Ohio driver's license, military ID, or passport. You can get complete election results tonight on 7 News at 10 and 11, and of course on our website, WTRF.com. And just a quick reminder to our Comcast viewers, WTRF My Ohio Valley is now on channel 1165.
And the Ohio State Highway Patrol Steubenville Post is collecting new and unwrapped toys for the Marine Corps Reserve's Toys for Tots program. You can drop off toys any time of the day or week at 1377 Caddis Road in Wintersville. They'll be taking donations until December 10th, but they will not be accepting cash donations of any kind. Once again, the toys must be in new condition and unwrapped. That was a look at your headlines. Have a terrific Tuesday. I'm Taylor Long, working for you. Is your business protected from cyber threats? In today's world, it's more important than ever to have a cybersecurity plan in place. But with so many different solutions out there, it can be hard to know where to start. That's where Omni Strategic Technologies comes in. We're a technology support firm with a strong focus on cybersecurity. We have a team of local experts who can help you assess your risks, develop a plan, and implement the right tools to serve and protect your business. If you want to get serious about cybersecurity, choose Omni Strategic Technologies for the peace of mind knowing that your business is protected and prepared. A serious injury from an accident can be just the start of your worries. What if you cannot return to work? How do you take care of your family if you're disabled? At Gellner Law Offices, we represent seriously injured people and understand their problem. We know how to get you fair compensation. We will work hard to make sure you get the money you deserve for your losses. Don't go it alone. If you're hurt in an accident, call us at 304-242-2900 or visit us at gellnerlaw.com. We'd like to help. You want a hospital rising up to the challenges of today's healthcare demands. WVU Medicine Wheeling Hospital delivers the right care, close to home. Developing new and exclusive services, recruiting top surgeons, featuring the highest level of orthopedic surgery, improving healing, rehab time, and outcomes. Offering innovative heart care through our WVU Heart and Vascular Institute. Establishing outstanding urology services with a highly experienced urologist and staff. Providing comprehensive, world-class women's health services. And equipping the WVU Cancer Institute at Wheeling Hospital with cutting-edge science for the highest standard of care. We embody the mountaineer spirit, building upon strong traditions, moving forward with compassion. WVU Medicine Wheeling Hospital, delivering the right care at the right place at the right time. The coffee is brewed, phone lines are open, and the morning team is ready to roll. From the Robinson Auto Group Studios, this is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Indiana song. Indiana wants me. My lord. I'm trying to think what this can't be. There can't be a North Dakota song, right? There's no North Dakota. Yeah, some of those. I mean, Alaska was a little bit of a stretch. Uh, maybe since we're on Friday, we're going to do the travel show. Maybe I can conjure up some city songs, Howard. Oh, city song. Well, Chicago. 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 Viva Las Vegas. Viva Las Vegas. New York, New York. It's a wonderful town. The Bowery is up and the Bronx is down. Bobby Short did a great uh, song. I love, I, you, I really love New York. He was a piano player, played at the uh, Cafe Carlisle in New York City for like 40 years. Well, look, for Bobby, I, I was hoping you weren't going to go with Liza Minnelli because she's out, Howard. But Bobby Short? Well, we do, yeah, Bobby Short, uh, he's a, he was a, a cafe saloon piano player, very popular. Uh, I saw him once in New York, um, and he has a song called I Really Love New York. 
I really love New York. It's, it's a good song, and he's a great singer. Past now, I think, anyways. Uh, let's see, 63 at the airport, 62 at the Highlands. Haven't, we have not moved a bit. Temperature has not bunched more than a, a degree. I'm 62. Is that where you're at? That's 63 at the Highlands, 62. I'm um, 63 at the airport, 62 at the Highlands, 60 in Elm Grove, and 62 here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. I guess it makes sense because we're not going to get much higher. 65 is what they said the high was. So. Well, say it, was, it was higher than that, that uh, when I left the house was, this morning. Yeah, it was yeah. over 65 when I left the house this morning. So it's going to be a nice day. How, how are you doing on grass cutting, pal? Didn't do very good yesterday, uh, but I get a reprieve today. We're looking at 68. I'm going to go home and cut grass, Howard. All right. Uh, going to be uh, sunnier this afternoon uh, and then clear tomorrow. Uh, I'm sorry, clear tonight down to around 40. Uh, some rain begins, a little bit of rain every day the next several days. Good bit of rain on Thursday. Uh, then coming Saturday, be sunny. We'll be in the uh, 60s most of the week. By the weekend, we'll turn down into the 50s in case you are curious so bob has been looking for a new t- I, actually i have been too um, I, I, my wife and i watch blue bloods and i like blue bloods my lord in heaven we watch seven episodes every night there's like 17 seasons and we're just oh god it doesn't bother you seeing tom Selleck that old i'm thinking of thomas magnum he yeah, is not yeah. thomas no, magnum love, these days i love i love the the commissioner uh, frank reagan i i get a kick out of that i love the it's good, good show it's a fun show it's a procedural it, it serves the purpose that i like which is i enjoy it but I don't have to give my whole attention to it because I've seen the shows. It's very formulatic. See, that's the show I want. I want to pay attention. I want to say, aha, well, I figured it out, but I can't find it. Well, all right, so you're looking at Big Love. And I don't think My Name is Earl gonna, is going to do that for okay, me. Howard. So you got me thinking about My Name is Earl. I've heard of My Name is Earl. Uh, it, got a, it has an 82% popularity rating on Rotten Tomatoes. And 92% on Google of people who like it, that's so pretty, that's pretty good. High, yeah. Came out in 2009, uh, and here's the description. Uh, Earl has taken one too many wrong turns on the highway of life. He is a bully, a low-rent con man, but he wins a lottery, has an epiphany. He's going to turn his good fortune into a life-changing event, and he sets out to right all the wrongs from his past. Despite his seemingly limited intelligence, <laughs> he is oddly effective. Um, that's the way they describe it. I, I know the show. I picture. I can picture the characters. I don't know that I ever saw it. Maybe the best would be go back and forth a little bit. Watch an hour or two of Big Love. When I'm getting too deep and too uh, religious of thoughts, then I'll switch over to uh, My Name is Earl. I'll dumb it down a little bit, Howard. They, they strike me as coming from two particular opposites yes, of the spectrum. Way, way opposite. <laughs> My Name is Earl strikes me as being a pretty uh, dumbed-down show, if that's the right word to use. Big Live was a really uh, – sophisticated is not the right word, but it was a glossy, classy show. It was about polygamy, uh, but it, it, it treated it not as a joke but in a serious way. Um, I liked I I watched Big Love every week when it was on it was on Showtime at the time. So uh, yeah, tell me how you like it. Um, and I'm still looking for something else to watch. We watched the morning show uh, with Jennifer Aniston on. Um, How'd that go? Uh, it's you know, it's a, it's all about a TV morning show. So I, it's okay. Jennifer Aniston had a sex scene last episode. What? 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 Oh yes. Topless? We, we At least tell me topless. No, uh, but but uh, she was full body nudity. No, just, nothing we never seen on Friends, right? I was just going to say she. This was not Rachel. I got to tell you that right now. This was just not Rachel. Um, 
Jones. And you know who she had it with? John Hamm. Ah, Don Draper. Don Draper. He gets who, all the hot chicks. Who is, uh, who is in this show a, uh, a, a Elon Musk-type character. So um, I watched the morning show. Um, I, I'm way behind on Yellowstone. I really liked Yellowstone. That required effort, but I liked it. I'm trying to think what else I... There's a TV series called Bosch based on the Michael Conley novels. Uh, there were like eight seasons before. It went off for a while. There's a new version of it back. I'm trying to watch that. But again, that requires me to pay attention. A lot of times at night, I'm doing half doing work, you know, eating dinner, half doing work, doing some other stuff. I, a show like that, I gotta, I gotta stop and actually pay attention to. If any of you have other suggestions for shows, that's fine. Help me. Yeah, help Bob. Help me too. Ten to the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show, Mr. Westfall. I have an idea for a show. It's called WTRF TV Seven News. We'll find out about it coming up next. Why? Just think about it. Why is the number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot? We can give you over 10,000 reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country. Visit one and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery powered tools from trimmers to blowers. And you'll find service from experienced professionals. Real steel. Find yours at SteelUSA.com. Lowe's and Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. The timeless sounds of polka live here. Join us 9 to 11 a.m. on Sundays for the Polka Showcase with Rich Biella. Sunday mornings never sounded so good. The Highlands is the Ohio Valley's top spot for shopping, dining, and entertainment, too. Play a round of simulated golf at the Four Seasons course. Grab a movie with family or friends at the Marquee Cinemas, featuring 14 screens of the hottest new movies in all digital and 3D. Plus, special promotions like Flashback Cinema. Or visit the Highlands Sports Complex with turf, courts, climbing wall, and an arcade. Shopping, dining, and entertainment. Just off I-70, the top of the hill, the Highlands. Conversations you care about with people you know. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe on WKKX and WVLY. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. Almost heaven, West Virginia, Blue Ridge Mountains, Shenandoah River. Is older, older than the trees, younger than the mountains, growing like a breeze. Country road. Did they ever? They talked about making this the official song of West Virginia. I don't know if they ever did that or not. Yeah, but you know what? I got a bone to pick with Germany. Uh, Germany? Yeah. You know, uh, the NFL had their early game okay. in Frankfurt, Germany. Yes, sir. And I'm into it. i got to put Bob on hold here for just a second. All right. Go ahead. We're going to put Bob on hold. That would be Bob Westfall. Well, uh, I finished my Bob, thought. Now Bob Slider is back. So the crowd was kind of dead. I even referred to Bear and I go back and forth. I said the crowd is as dead as a Hitler's bunker. <laughs> it was really not into it. In the third quarter, they came alive, and they all sang. And you know what they sang? Country Roads? And it bummed me out. Why? I don't sing their song. I don't sing Dunk Shane or, or whatever they sing over there. 
What gives them the right to sing Country Roads? It's a good, uplifting, happy song. Well, I guess they all got into it, but that's our song, Howard. We have the best state song. Well, and as we, as we figured out to today, nah, to Germany? Why not? I share with the world. I guess we are. Keep it's it's such a good song that everybody wants a piece of it. Keep in mind, it's not our song anyway. I feel it's my song, Howard. Keep in mind, it was written for Virginia. The hell with them. We told what what they could do in 1863, Howard. <laughs> That's a good point. It's eight to the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Uh, always somebody's got to turn things into politics, which is okay. We do that on this show. Um, I was uh, telling John Deskins earlier, using the analogy with some of the economy, that my doctor often says to me, "Hey, you could be worse." You know, Doc, how am I? You could be worse. That's what John said about the economy. He goes, "Hey, well, you could be worse." Uh, from the Frio Stack Auction Service text line. Exactly, Howard. You could be worse. And we all could be worse if Biden stays in office. Got to turn things into, into things. Seven till the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Bob Westfall is with us from the Big Seven, WTRF TV. Good morning, Mr. Westfall, sir. Well, you're wrong. Oh, Brenda. <laughs> Hi, Brenda. It's been a while. You are wrong. But let me tell you who else is wrong, okay? Is yes. that cool? Yes, please. Um, you were wrong because I'm not Mr. Westfall. Um, but Bob is wrong. I thought that was the coolest. I have to totally agree with you, Howard. I thought that was the coolest thing ever that they sang Country Roads in, in Germany. Hearing the world singing. Yeah, that's neat. I loved it. I felt so proud. I thought it was like a, a, a proud moment that they all knew the words. They were all singing. Um, I, Bob, I have to disagree with you. I thought it was super cool. I had a little money on the game, Brenda, so maybe I was just a little cranky. <laughs> you might have been just a tad cranky. I'm sorry. I don't want to tell John Lynch this, but I was rooting hard for Casey because I love my Steelers, who aren't very good, but I root for them like crazy. But then my second favorite team is Kansas City. So, yeah, yeah. I, was going, I was rooting hard for Casey. So, anywho, um, sorry about that, Bob. <laughs> but I think, you, I, again, I find it. I find it exciting. I find it me too. Uh, not, not an honor isn't quite the word I'm looking for, but I think it's really neat that people across the world know country roads. It's amazing when you're out any place. Uh, we were in the Grand Canyon this past summer, and uh, in the middle of the uh, dinner music, the guy goes into country roads. I just think it's neat that people everywhere know that song, you know? Yep. And when they say, I belong in West Virginia, it's just like a proud moment. It's, it's just super cool. They sang that at the end of the first basketball game for WVU last night because they won. It was a tough one, but they won. And I just, I just, I don't know. I get a chill every time they sing it. I think it's pretty cool. I'm, I'm with you. I'm completely with you. Hey, uh, real quick, I didn't talk to Bob about this yesterday, but uh, one of your team members won Dancing with the Ohio Valley Stars, right? She did. Yeah, she did. Bailey Martin, she did a great job. I was there. Uh, Mitzi, uh, my general manager, and myself were there, and Zach Petty and Dan Mayers. We were there rooting uh, rooting her on, and I'm telling you what, she she didn't disappoint. She was great. I mean, she is so talented. She's danced before, obviously, uh, but not, uh, you know, not that type of dancing, and she worked her her uh, buns off to, uh, to to win. She really wanted to win, and she did. She Thanks. did. We were real proud of her. Yep. Uh, so uh, congratulations to her. Well, let's talk about what you got working on today at uh, the Big Seven. 
Okay, well, um, CBS even this morning um, did a huge package on issue one and two. You know, that will come from AP, and we'll be watching that. But, of course, um, you know, that's the main thing that that Ohioans are going to the polls to, you know, for today um, is issue one and two. So it'll be interesting to see how that turns out tonight. We also um, we're going to concentrate heavily in Jefferson County, where there aren't a lot of races anywhere in, in our Ohio Valley. There are just some, you know, township trustees, mayoral races. Um, I think there's a property tax renewal, uh, you know, just shady side. I think school levy has, has something on the ballot. Uh, Martin's Ferry might. Nothing huge, but just some things that we want to, you know, we want to cover. So we'll have a reporter, Annalisa, will be live in Jefferson County, and Bailey will be live in Belmont County. She'll kind of follow the St. Clairsville mayor's race and see what happens there. Not a ton of stuff to report on, but um, just some some small interesting races. So not a huge election, but uh, just a few things. Brenda, I, um, have you, I was on with Hoppy Kirchival yesterday, and he asked, what are people in the Ohio Valley saying about issues one and two? And my comment was, even though these are gigantic issues, abortion and marijuana, I haven't heard a lot of sort of what I call street-level talk about it. I haven't heard a lot of people in this area talking about those two issues. Am I just out of the loop, or do you hear a lot of talk about those? No, I don't. I think you're exactly right. I have not, I've heard very little about it. Now, you know, the groups that are, are yes. either against or for it have been, you know, very, um, very loud. Um, but I here locally, I haven't heard now. You know, maybe we'll see today when uh, when it all comes out, you know, what what people thought overall. But been real quiet about it, just real quiet. But as Governor DeWine said, they are really two very important issues, um, you know, whatever way you feel. So um, I think that will, you know, push um, voter turnout up a bit. Um, DK is going to work on that a little bit. Um, they, they had some, I think, pretty good numbers for early voting. So early, voting was very, early voting was very strong, extremely strong. Yeah, yeah. she's yeah. looking at that this morning. And, of course, there's nothing on the West Virginia side. So you and I don't have to vote today. But um, it'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens, and um, that's the bulk of our um, sure. of our coverage today. Sense. Everybody's coming in kind of late. Um, to be prepared but, for um, yeah. I'm, I'm glad yeah. you said that about the issue because I I, I wondered if was I missing something? And you're I, I said exactly what you just said. The engaged groups, those who have a particular axe to grind, pro or con on either of the two issues, have been a little bit vocal. But it's just these are two huge issues: marijuana legalization and abortion. And yeah. I, I just, you know, sitting around the coffee house, I don't hear people talking about it at the table next door, which I thought was a bit surprising. So I'm glad yeah. to hear that you, you didn't. I'm glad I was didn't feel like I was out of the loop, anyways. Not at all. People Not can check all. things out. Always uh, follow the news today at noon, five, six, ten, eleven, five thirty. The region wide show, WTRF.com. Carry the Storm Tracker Seven app and the news app in your pocket, and uh, look for election results tonight. And listen. We say it's not a big deal, but if you're uh, in St. Clairsville, you want to know who your mayor is. Or if you're in Bel Air, right. you want to know who your councilman is. They may not be gigantic to the rest of us, but they're important in those towns, and you will have those numbers for us. You, We sure will, both on broadcast and you know, specifically all of them on WTRF.com. Good. Linda, Brenda, I appreciate it. Thanks so much. I will talk to you again soon. Thanks a lot. All right. Sounds good. It's almost 10 o'clock. i got to go. See you tomorrow morning. Santa Claus is going to be here, among other things, tomorrow. WVLY Moundsville. From 